Hello and welcome to Transplaner RPG. We are an all transgender, person of color led, dark fantasy actual play channel featuring homebrew stories that center non colonial, anti orientalist world building and campaigns about queerness, grief, hope, and the power of love. Godkiller First Blood is a 16 part podcast miniseries that follows a mythic, violent, and transformative tale about a single mortal rising against the challenges of the divine. Tonight, your god is me, Connie Chong, and my god killer is C. Thomas. First Blood is a dark fantasy series that explores themes that may be triggering for some listeners. Content warnings for this episode may include fantasy violence, gore, body horror, classism, poverty, religious imagery, grief, trauma, ghosts, explosions, fire and immolation, vehicle crashes, cannibalism, death, and mentions of zealotry and sacrifice. Episode 7 Chariot Baby speeds down the flat asphalt of a five-lane highway, flanked on both sides by wilting trees and crumbled buildings. The gray sky teems with the promise of rain. The wheels spin, squeal, flex against the blacktop. A quarter mile behind Baby and hell-bent on closing this gap are two dozen vehicles. They gun down the road, metallic hides glinting in the pale light. We see motorbikes, ATVs, jeeps, cars, dune buggies. If it runs on gas, it's chasing you. Every single vehicle is modified to hell and back. There is a truck with no doors, motorbikes with underbody lights, cars that look sutured together from other cars, and driving these vehicles, hanging out the passenger side window, gunning down these choppers, are no fewer than 30 bloodthirsty cannibals. Neon grease smears their skin, making them glow like bioluminescent algae in the depths of some lake. They wear bronze armor and cloth wraps and carry all kinds of weapons. Swords, spears, crossbows, maces, whips, you name it. They are whooping and hollering and their engines are roaring and their tires are screeching against the road, but they are not the biggest threat. Galloping in the center of these two dozen vehicles is a massive, metallic, chrome-plated, six-legged centaur with a body shining like anodized titanium. The torso of a well-muscled, nine-foot-tall woman protrudes from the chest of the horse. She is also made of shining, plated chrome, the flat and smooth panes of her body glinting in the gray light of the overcast star. Her hooves pound the pavement, shaking the ground with thunderous force like the beating of a war drum. Divinity radiates off her body like powerful exhaust fumes. Even from this distance, a quarter mile away, her presence invokes a feeling like falling, like plummeting, like you're dropping through bottomless void with nothing but darkness to catch you. This is the chariot. Rune. (laughs) You jolt awake. You can see everything I've just described from the side view mirrors, 
and you can hear the chariot's followers shouting and chanting and gunning their vehicles. Eos's hands are steady and firm on the steering wheel, but her eyes keep flicking to the driver's side mirror and her brow is furrowed. And as you tear these cobwebs of nightmare off your body, Eos glances in your direction. Oh, good. You're awake. Yeah, the chariot's here. Rune gasps awake, clutching the front dashboard, both of their hands gripping onto that smooth pane of black metal, and their eyes fly open to the left to the right, like they're trying to find where they are before fixing on Eos's face. And I think the first time she says it, they don't really even register what she said, but both of their pupils grow a little bit wide, like they're still in that dream but it's falling off of them so fast and they can hear the hooves, they can hear the engines, they can hear their heart starting to pound in their chest faster and faster and faster and faster. And they almost like get up in their seat and turn around looking past wherever Antigone, I imagine, is, trying to look through the rearview mirrors to see what's behind them. What the fuck do you mean the chariot is here? Eos is flooring the gas. She is pressing baby to the absolute limit of her top speed. And this mini truck is groaning. Her engine is rattling. She is making noises you've never heard her make before. And in the middle seat, Antigone is panicked. She is in the process of scrambling over your legs to also look at the side view mirror with these wide eyes and a few flyaway strands of black hair poke out from her otherwise perfectly braided twin whips. The, the chariot? But she's a fringe god! What in the witness's name is she doing out here? Rune, I think, kind of shoves past her a little bit to also get a good view. And I imagine their faces are like pressed right next to each other as they're both looking at the mirror. And Rune's eyes grow wide. Can I recognize a god? Yes, you can! How fun! So, when you want to recognize the signs or influence of a god of the cradle, roll 2d6. Add one for each true statement. You're in or near their domain. Well, the chariot's domain is wherever she is. She is a wandering god, and she is now chasing you. So, yes, you are in or near her domain. Ouch. You're familiar with their gospel? Well, the chariot is a fringe god and collects cannibals into their pool of devotees, so I don't think that Rune is entirely intimately familiar with the gospel of the chariot. More like a warning sign. Yeah, for sure. It'd be bad if he didn't know. Yes, so that's a plus two. Oh boy. All right. No overkill. I shouldn't have said that. Ten. Okay, a ten. Uh, on a ten plus, you realize your divinity is actively trespassing against them right now. The GM will say, how? Okay. I should stop rolling this move. <laughs> no, you should keep doing it, because I love to punish you. Uh, what? I mean, I love to push the story forward. Jesus! <laughs> what do you do? So... You and Antigone have your faces smushed together against the window, looking at the side view mirror, and you see this massive centaur woman on the horizon behind you. Every pound of her hoof against the ground causes it to shake, even though it's a quarter mile of a distance. And then you see this woman, like, take in a big breath and then bellow, and her voice rings out across the asphalt, shaking the air with this massive force. You can hear her from over a thousand feet away, as clear as a thunderstrike. And she is saying, You can hide, but you cannot run! 
Come out, come out, wherever you are, God killer. You better give me the chase of my life. Rune sinks into their chair like they just push themselves into the passenger side as much as they can and they pull their knees up like they're trying to hide their head from the mirror for a moment truly believing that she is able to see them through the mirror. Yeah. And they kind of sink for a minute and like put their hands up into their hair, right? And like hold themselves there for a second, Mm -hmm. trying to reckon with that word that had not yet been spoken aloud outside of the devil in their own mind. Mm -hmm. God killer. So Rune, you were at Force Strain last we saw you mechanically. It's been a little while since you were there. I think you're maybe down to like just two strain. I think that describes your mental state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need you to mark one more. Okay. Well, that was rude. So you're at three now as stress is starting to compile in you. And this god is recognizing you as god killer, saying a phrase that you thought was at the very least safe within the confines of your own mind. It's like someone peering into your head, which is presumably the last bastion of privacy you have left and plucking a horrible squirming threaded thing from it and laying it out in daylight for everyone to see. It's horrifying. Yeah, for half a second, Rune doesn't even remember that Antigone and Aeris are there. They are just completely caught in this moment as that word echoes around in the interior of their mind and that dream is still pulling on them. The memory of Athamos going down that city street, the devil speaking to them again. And it all kind of coalesces into this moment where Rune feels frozen in the headlights. Pulling you out of this moment of reverie is Antigone. As she kind of, she grabs onto your arm and is like pulling at you and staring at you with wide eyes. What is she talking about? Rune fixes her with this wide-eyed stare. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Wait, wait, how does she know what happened to Athamos? She's not the witness. She can't have seen what happened down there. Well, it's not like it was in a dead zone, right? No. Aren't all the gods supposed to know when another dies? Well, some theorize that all gods can feel it in what remains of the river when one of their brethren goes, but they don't know the details of it. They don't know who did it. They don't know how it happened. Sometimes they don't even know where. Only the witness, the one who sees all, is privy to such information. So how the hells would the chariot know? And how would it know that it's you? And, oh no, she, she has it all. She has it all confused. She must think you are the devil. She must be chasing the devil because the devil is in you and controlling you. And the devil is the one who killed Athamos. So if I just... If I just tell her that I'm the speaker and that we are fixing this and that she is infringing upon the Six's domain, that is right. She is infringing upon the Six's territory. And Antigone is starting, she unclips her seatbelt and she's starting to claw the ceiling of the truck to open up the sunroof. Oh, ho, 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 hey, hold on there. Hold on there, princess. And Rune kind of grabs her by the waist and pulls her back down into her seat. Hold on there. How dare you unhand me? You cannot touch a speaker of the above and she's pounding at your hands to like get you to stop. Is that really, really, really what we want to focus on right now? Because the second that you go up there, number one, you're going to fall off the fucking truck. Number two, do you really think that they're going to stop and listen to you? Lady Antigone, the heretic has a point. These cannibals are armed. As soon as you poke your head out, they're going to- Aos, it's fine. I am a speaker. They will recognize my authority. It is, it is, they cannot not. Cannibals do not recognize authority. That's the whole point of being a cannibal. But they, 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 they can't be here. This isn't the fringe. We are miles away from the fringe. Well, that is too fucking bad because they are here and now we have to deal with it. But they're breaking the rules. 
Enrune puts her back in her seat and reclips her seatbelt, like just reaches across her, clips her back into the chair, and then leans over Aos, looking at the dash to see how much tax is on the engine right now and how much gas they have left. Because last I remember, we only had half a tank of gas mm -hmm. left to our name. As soon as you lean over and look, Antigone's like fighting you, right? But you're mm -hmm. pressing her back into the seat. As soon as you lean over and look at the dashboard, that's when both you and Aos see the empty gas sign. Ding! light up like that as is so annoying <laughs> yeah like both of your faces are fixed onto that light and then at the same time i think you make eye contact like you yeah. look at it and then you make eye contact and she goes buy me time rune gives her the most exasperated expression but they know that they have no other choice so they turn and i imagine that antigone is in the process of unclipping her seatbelt again yes, and rune she clips her in for the second time <laughs> and they go for the sunroof hatch mm. Yeah, it, it was already half open from Antigone and you just uh, the rest of the way and you peek your head out, I assume, like you climb onto the roof. Yeah, Rune gives Antigone one firm stare and says, stay there, princess. This is way, way above your pay grade. <laughs> no, what? And then they turn to Aos and say, if you swerve, I'm going to fucking kill you. And they crawl out onto the roof. As you scramble onto the roof, like you can hear Antigone calling after you, nothing is above my pay grade. I am the speaker of the above. There's nothing above. And then I think uh, <laughs> you hear Aos's low tones entreating her to calm down, right? And then like both of their dialogue washes out of the way as all you can hear now is the wind whistling past your ears and like the drumming of this huge centaur's six hooves on pavement and the roaring of motorcycles, ATVs, cars, caravans, trucks behind you. Yeah, it's like sticking your face into a completely different world where I think both of their noises of protest, I imagine, just get immediately swallowed up by the wind. Yes. And Rune pulls themselves up and onto the top of this truck, which I think has like a small rail around the top. Like, like it has one of those things that allows you to tie cargo to. And Rune stays low on the ground because they know that the second that they stand up, they're going to get buffeted by the wind even more. So they try to adjust to it by moving slowly on their hands and knees towards the back of the truck and they look out over this 30-person pack of wolves chasing them, so to speak, mm -hmm. and they see for the first time the chariot like in her full glory with both of their mismatched eyes. Mm -hmm. And I would like to use a Vagabond move. I would like what? to use my Renown move. Yeah, baby, okay. let's go. So when I've killed or spared more than one god, I can ask one of the following per session. What are they telling me? What god has a hold on them? Or what do they know of me or my deeds? <gasps> and I would like to ask, what do they know of me or my deeds? Because she called me oh, god killer. And I want to know how the fuck she knows that. Okay. As soon as you peek your head out over the sunroof and sort of squat down and look, uh, the centaur's chrome-plated, smooth, shining face, even though she doesn't have eyes, right? It's kind of like the face of a mannequin. There are no eyes. You get the sense that she is looking directly at you, like the two of you lock gazes across this quarter-mile stretch of highway. And she opens her mouth and lets out this bellowing, thunderous roar once more. <laughs> so it is true, you do exist, God Killer. What you did to Athamos in that death pit, I want to see you do again. Now show me if the rumors are true, and if so, then you will be the most glorious quarry I have ever hunted! And her cannibals like throw up a cheer and a whoop at that. 
So what are you, hmm? Some forgotten god risen from the depths of the river to punish us all for our cannibalism! Or perhaps you are the ghost of an arcana subsumed here to wreak vengeance upon your brethren! What kind of god are you? Arun does not like that. I think finally at that, Z stands up and wobbles a little bit on top of the truck as they can feel those six wheels underneath them going. And they falter for half a moment before they stand firm, looking at her, and they call into the wind, their voice immediately getting swallowed by the rushing whirlwind. But they call out, I am a mortal, I am not a god. As you call this back, even though you're like almost certain the chariot wouldn't be able to hear you because your voice sounds so small, so breakable next to her massive bellowing sonic boom of a voice. But she responds, A mortal? <laughs> oh, what a glorious day for impossibilities! What are those? Two blades? Well, perhaps you are the two of swords! Oh, but I thought you fell during the first years of the devouring, slain by the spear of the Nine of Cups! Rune has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Oh yeah, you have no idea who these gods are. Their stories have long been lost to the sands of time. But as the chariot continues to bellow, the cannibals make their move. You might be going 120, but they're pushing 140, 150, and two motorcycles are starting to close the gap. Uh, they're starting to pull up next to Eos' tailgate. They're kind of the vanguard of this chase. And you see on one of the bikes is just this one cannibal with like a electric blue helmet. And on the other motorbike, which is on the other side of the tailgate, there are two people on it. There's a person sitting on the bike and then a person in the sidecar. The person with the electric blue helmet raises a hand crossbow and aims it at you. Oh boy. Rune ducks as much as they can because they have high ground, but they are taking out their long knives and they are going to try to deflect it. Okay. They squeeze the trigger and you see like a crossbow bolt shoot at you, like almost faster than the eye can track. Uh, but your hand twitches and ding, it like pings off the flat of your blade, right? And sparks fly. While you're distracted fielding this crossbow bolt, the person in the sidecar, I think, jumps out of it and like grabs onto the back of the tailgate. Um, but they miss a little, so they grab onto a rail and like their legs are kicking out from underneath them, like bare feet above the rushing asphalt. They're trying to climb their way on top. Yeah, absolutely not. Rune with one hand is still holding their long knives, ready to deflect any other crossbow bolts that come at them. The shine of the metal coming at their face enough to alert them as it glints in this half light. And they are moving toward that person who's trying to climb on and they stick their foot down over the edge of the <laughs> truck like and they're them. trying to kick them in the face so they fall <laughs> off. Wait, that's so funny. I think it just works. You kick at him with your boot. Uh, they also have a helmet on, but you can hear them go, rah, rah, rah. Uh, and they're trying to reach for a, a knife they have strapped to their waist at the same time as they're trying to hold on, but it's not working well for them and they, you're able to get them to let go. As soon as they let go, their body hits the ground, going like 120 miles an hour, boom, and they roll, roll, roll. And you see other vehicles behind them like part, so they don't run them over. And the rest of the mortals who've served the chariot let out a whoop as they see their companion fall and they like gun their engines even harder. That's why you wear a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did have a helmet on. He did have a helmet on, so maybe he survived, right? Rune lets that one go in the wind, I think. Yeah. 
And they need to busy themselves getting the rest of these cannibals off of Eos's tail. What would I know about cannibals, generally speaking, from my teachings and my time as a heretic? <laughs> what you would know is that they are bloodthirsty worshippers. They're zealots. So they're kind of like heretics insofar that they are shunned from the cradle, but in the opposite direction. Whereas heretics seek to like create communities beyond godhood and envision what mortality could be without being under the yoke of divinity. Cannibals are kind of the opposite. They're like full on in worshiping specific gods and will do whatever those gods say, even killing people and sacrificing themselves. These are like the hardcore believers of the cradle. Yeah. Rune tastes ash in their mouth, I think. Mmm. And they are now busying themselves on top of this truck, using both of their long knives to try to get these cannibals off of Baby's tail. And I think there's some shouting of like, don't scratch the fucking paint, as they're like going at it. And I think they're utilizing their chain, most of all. The chain on their long knives to send their long knife down into the spokes of different vehicles as they come up beside Baby like into the dashboard or into the wheel jam or into the steering wheel of whatever motorbikes are coming up beside them to jam out the vehicles. They're not aiming for anyone in particular. They're not trying to kill or stab anyone. Okay, that sounds like attempt fate oh, roll dear. then. So when you tempt fate with your actions, say what perilous feat you're trying to accomplish and roll 2d6. I am trying to fight off 30 plus cannibals by myself without killing anyone. Yeah, that sounds perilous. Okay, uh, so add one for each true statement. A skilled ally is lending you a hand. Yes, Aos is driving. Mm. So yes, you have no other options. No, I've got other options, yeah. You're not near the domain or agents of a god that wish you harm. Uh, that is not true, so that's a plus one. Oh boy. Okay. Seven. Oh my god, you, you're weirdly good at tempt fate. So on a hit, you get through it mostly unscathed. The fates spare you for now. So paint me a word picture of what it looks like as this one guy goes under the wheels and then this other person loads the hand crossbow again and aims it at you while the person with the now empty sidecar is trying to like get their vehicle parallel to yours and you see like a spear come out of like modified holes in their cars. They're trying to punch it at baby's tires. Oh my god, not her tires. Rekja is going to fucking kill me. Sarun takes Zir long knife and they throw it down toward the person who is aiming the crossbow bolt. And I think as this person raises that weapon, the chain of the long knife kind of wraps around their arm and up on top of the truck, Rune pulls taut and brute forces like moves their arm back to pull his arm to steer that motorcycle into the other one. <laughs> and like crash them together. Yeah, no, that works, that works. There's a screeching squealing of rubber on concrete as argh, we see skin marks across the asphalt. And then these two vehicles smash into each other just as the spears come out and within inches of touching the tires, bam, like these motorcycles collide and they, there's like a, a small explosion of flame as we see both of the riders flung off of their vehicles. They hit the asphalt, they roll, roll, roll off to the side as their vehicles also tumble. So those two riders are out of commission. Mm. And with that moment of breath, Rune is going to look around because you said we're on this big, long highway. Correct. But we are going to get outrun if we stay on this big, long highway. So, so I'm going to tell you several things at this point. 
First is you feel something cold and wet begin to splatter onto your head, your hair, your nose, your shoulders as it begins to rain. Because it was overcast here and everything feels thick and staticky, you know, like the scent of petrichor, but mixed with diesel fuel, and now it's raining. And you see Eos turn her hands over the steering wheel through the gap of the sunroof, and then Baby starts cutting across lanes, kind of to the left. Uh, and you see Eos seems to be steering Baby toward the heart of the storm. Because there are these thick gray clouds condensing to your left, I suppose that would be the east. And if you kept going on the highway just normally, like instead of taking the left exit, you would move away from the storm, right? But she seems to be heading right toward it. And you can see flashes of light strobing in the clouds toward where Eos is heading and uh, like a really thick downpour. Mm. I think Rune kind of belly flops onto the hood of the car and pokes their head down through the sunroof to talk to Antigone and Eos once again, while they have a few seconds without any cannibals on their back. Into the rain. Yeah, what do you think I'm doing? That's our best chance of losing them. Yes, I know. Faster, please. And give me those fucking grenades. This mini truck can't go much faster. Fine. You sure you know what to do with these? It's my truck. Well, technically, it's that other woman's truck, but fine. Give me and the grenades! Two grenades pop up out of the sunroof, and you catch them both. And Rune turns and readies themselves for whatever bastard is about to get a grenade to the face. We actually pan back this quarter-mile stretch, which has collapsed to half a quarter-mile stretch. They're now only 500 feet behind you. We pan over the sea of cannibals. We pan past burning rubber, metallic paint jobs, chrome decals, brandished weapons to find a lieutenant of the chariot leaning out, I think, over the passenger side window of a massive box truck. And the sides of the box truck have been painted to look like really menacing. There are flames and spikes and skulls on pikes, stuff like that. And this lieutenant is a woman with this kind of hollow looking face and like a skeleton head kind of painted over her skin and like a completely shaved head as well. She leans out and like bangs the side of the passenger side window to get the chariot's attention and says, Almighty chariot, it appears our quarry is trying to run us through that storm. But it's not just any kind of storm. That's gas rain. Gas rain? And then we push. What the fuck yep, is a gas rain? We push rain? back through the cannibals, back to where you are. What do you do? I assume Rune can't hear that just because of how loud the wind is. Nope. Uh-huh. Fine. Correct. Okay. That's for the audience only. Okay, great. I don't even want to know. I'm going to ignore that. I'm just going to pretend I don't know what's happening here. Okay. Um... Yeah, as Rune looks up and realizes how much of the distance has closed between them and the chariot, they immediately unclick those two grenades in either of their hand, and they are just going to launch them down at the ground, tossing them as far as they can toward the cannibals, but trying to get them underneath the wheels of the vehicles, chasing them. Rune is, I think, particularly aiming at the giant box truck with the flames and skulls painted on it. So you're still not trying to hurt anyone. That's another attempt fate. I think that's still a plus one. I don't think anything's changed since then. So roll 2d6 plus one. Oh boy. Okay. Eight. What the fuck? Okay, yeah. So on a hit, you get through it mostly unscathed. And again, the fates vary for now. I am the fates. And my finger was on the button of annihilation, but now I lift it. So yeah, the grenades sail through the air. They hit the ground, roll once, twice, and then boom. They explode under the massive wheels of the box truck. And the lieutenant was in the middle of saying, gas ray, and then like, 
upright, her like car gets blown up like a horse rearing onto its hind legs. It flips over itself and there's a big plume of red explosion and then it's gone. The rest of the herd leaves it behind. What other vehicle or groups of vehicles were you aiming the other bomb at? Whatever was biggest. If there's like a tank or something, any kind of big Militech armored vehicles. Sure, there is a big, let's say a big armored truck similar to Baby, maybe of the same fleet That's that so Baby funny. was at, but now commandeered by cannibals. Yeah, those poor, poor swords keep taking L's. Yeah, that one also goes up, and I think that one takes out a couple bikes, like an ATV and a bike with it, right? So now there are no longer two dozen vehicles chasing you, but maybe just a dozen. Okay, well, that's an improvement. And I think Rune slams on the side of Baby with their fist, like urging her to go faster, right? They're like, faster, 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 faster. The rain is thickening, right? It's falling more and more and more and more. And you're starting to notice a strange smell. This rain isn't just petrichor and like regular rain smell. There's something kind of greasy to it. Something oily. And then you hear the chariot shout, Light the fuses! And you see six cannibals leading out of their ATVs, leading out of passenger side windows, standing on top of cars like you, pull out these spears or something, like some kind of throwable wooden projectile, like long, thick sticks with cloth wrapped on top. And they lift the cloth up to the rain to get it drenched. And then they strike a torch against the other side of their body and stick the torch against the cloth and a huge conflagration, like a pillar of fire leaps up from each of their spears. And you see like six of these being hawked back by arms as they're aiming it at you. And with every drop of this oily rain, the conflagration off of each spear grows taller. Oil rain? Oil rain, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Rune dives face first into the sunroof, like back into the bed of the truck. What are you talking about? Rune literally comes crashing down, probably like halfway on top of both Antigone and Eos. I imagine that since they're from the Citadel and they're not so close to the fringe, they maybe don't know what oil rain is. No, And Rune like no. grabs the steering wheel from Eos and makes a hard right, pulls hard, trying to get back mm. onto the highway away from the oil rain. And they're just going, it's oil rain. They're gonna blow us to fucking hells and back. Yeah, so you're, you're hurtling at 120 miles an hour toward a divider. There's the exit. And then there's the rest of the highway. This is a left turn exit. So as you wrench uh, the steering wheel back toward the right, you're, it's gonna be a really narrow miss as you like look like you're taking the exit and then you're not, right? So Classic Boston this is gonna drivers. be... <laughs> <laughs> this is just a regular day in Boston. Yeah, this happens It's a regular the day on the pike. <laughs> on the mass pike, yeah. Yeah, these are mass holes. Uh, okay, so this is gonna be your third and maybe final Jesus. tempt fate roll You're as you wrench me. the wheel to the right. Oh God, okay. Eight. What the fuck? <laughs> I rolled a six and a one. I saw the one first and I got real scared. Oh my God, three successes in a row. You're so mad. Jesus, I'm like, I keep asking you to make the same roll because I'm like, you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail, you're gonna get it over here, you're gonna fail, you don't, okay, fuck. All right, so on a hit, you get through a mostly unscathed, the fate's buried for now. You miss the divider by like a foot, right? Eos goes, what are you doing? 
doing? And Antigone goes, her eyes are closed. She looks weirdly calm and she is praying. Oh my God. <laughs> she's praying. God. She's praying to the witness. Her hands are clasped. She's just mumbling, mumbling, praying, praying, praying. You and Ao scream, I think, as like 100%. Baby tips, tips onto its right wheels, right? Like its left wheels go off the ground and then skrr, like right past the divider at like the literal last second. And Antigone's eyes fly open as you just missed that bad ending. And she lets out a, oh, thank you, witness. Thank you, witness. Thank you, witness. Right? You can thank me later. <laughs> because he got an eight, several of the cannibals smash into the divider. Ooh. Several of them, like, have to take the exit. They, like, swerve at the last minute. They can't make it. Um, some of them smash into the divider and explode. Some of them jump over the divider. Right? They, like, cause their dirt bikes to go up, 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 and over. But the cannibals lose another, like, five or six vehicles, I think, to this crash. So now there are only, like, a half dozen cannibals and the chariot following you. You, in the side view mirror, see the chariot explode through the divider. She demolishes it. Like, chunks of steel and rock and rebar just go flying. She bulldozes through it. So as the half dozen cannibals explode against the divider, the conflagration flares from the oil rain. And you just see a wall of fire explode in the background, right? So the remaining cannibals, their vehicles are on fire and the chariot's shoulders are also on fire. Why does that feel worse? Why does that feel badder? Why, why does that feel scarier? Are we still in Refinery 19? You are on its city limits. A gigantic blaze in the middle of an oil refining district mm -hmm. does not really bode well. No. You can see like the, cause the ground is so is slick with gas, right? And you can see fire beginning to leap, right? And spread. Yeah. I think there's something in Rune's stomach that plummets a little bit as they see the fire start to roar up to life but they can't fight fire. They can only fight cannibals and they can hardly fight cannibals. Yeah. So I think Rune grits their teeth, lets go of the wheel, turns to Antigone and says, you can thank me later. And then pulls themselves back out onto the roof, getting slick with oil as they go. Yeah, uh, the oil is starting to lessen as you're driving away from the source of the storm, which is over a, a particular quadrant of Refinery 19, I think. And you would know just kind of offhandedly, this fact just like comes to you, which is that refinery districts, which is where oil rains happen the most frequently because of the amount of pollution they vent into the sky, they like collect the oil rain and then they refine it in their factories. So you climb back onto the roof as the oil starts to lessen, but you still stink of petrol, you stink of diesel, uh, and you brandish your blades and you look at the remaining six vehicles and the chariot. The chariot speaks to you, her body ablaze, the stench of smoke wafting into the air in these huge gouts of black clouds. So you are not the two of swords. You are not some god that much is clear. For you have not wielded divinity against my worshippers, but mere mundane mortal tricks. Show your true self. Okay, fine then. Hello. And I would like to challenge someone dangerous. As Rune stands up on top of baby, wavering in this oil slick rain, brandishing both of their long knives and they call out knowing that even as their voice gets eaten up by the wind swirling past their face that she can still hear them and z says why should i 
If all it takes are mortal tricks, then you are no true god of the cradle. <gasps> okay, what foolish or risky action do you hope she'll take? I am hoping that in her anger, she will reveal some kind of weakness to me and or send her mortal followers away so that there is less collateral damage happening here. And Rune can just face whatever mm. threat this is one-on-one -on -one because she wants them and they don't want anyone else to get hurt here. Okay, add one for each true statement. They care about your opinion. I think she does. She's really interested in you as oh, a quarry. God. They think they're stronger than you, absolutely. The crowd is on your side. The crowd is torn. There's Aos and Antigone, and then there are the cannibals, so you're not gonna get that. That's a plus two. All right. 11, overkill. Okay, on a 10 plus, you push too far. Your target reacts instantly, violently, and dangerously. Oh God, I fucked up. Ha! <laughs> oh, today is the day you have breathed your last God killer. And the chariot gains speed. She runs past the cannibals in front of her, just galloping past. And in this moment, you get the sense that she, this entire time, could have done this. She could have caught up at any time, but she was enjoying the chase. She was enjoying the hunt. But now you've done it. Now you've goaded her into acting violently. In like three gallops, she has closed the distance between herself and baby. One of her huge arms swings down and she tries to grab you off the roof of the car. I'm nice, so I'll give you a chance to react. So funny you say that, Connie, because I think that as she comes closer, Rune sucks in a deep breath of oily water and runs forward and off the edge of the truck, jumping at her to <gasps> meet her halfway. Okay. Yeah, her arm sweeps down to grab you. She was not expecting you to jump off of the car at her, so I think she misses, right? Her fingers grasp air as you crest into the atmosphere between the two of you. What are you trying to do? There is a flash of a memory of Freya coming down with her two twin daggers striking into the collarbones of the devil, and Rune's body forms that same perfect arc of violence through the oh. air as they bring both of their long knives down and onto that chrome plating of her collarbones. Or at least they try to. That sounds like you're trying to inflict violence upon her. So yes, it does. Yeah, okay, so why don't you roll 2d6? And Adam Free True Statement, they wish you harm. That's interesting. She wasn't before, but now she is. Okay, I'll give that to you. Plus one, you're desperate? Yeah, I'm pretty desperate at this point. I'm getting chased down by a god. Yeah, okay. You're pretty desperate. Is it personal? It's not personal yet, I think. Okay, so plus two. Okay. Ten. Overkill again. On a ten plus, you lose yourself to righteous fury. I will tell you the costs of your divinity. Your blades sink into her massive collarbone. They do not shatter like Freya's did against the collarbone of the devil, but they sink in. And she lets out a Duh! like a surprised and pained shout, like someone getting like bitten by a snake. And you see blood begin to ooze out of her skin. And it is this black diesel feel blood. Just in this moment, as soon as you see the blood and you smell it, I think we zoom in on your face and we see your eyes go wide. Like, like you've just taken like a hit of some kind of like adrenaline shot. You know what I mean? As you see this blood, as this God's divinity is sloughing all over your body. 
and your right eye begins to bleed black as well. As exploding out of your back, we see from behind are holographic red crimson images of ghosts from the river. It's like they're trying to tear themselves out of the river using your body as a portal in this moment that you wreak divine violence upon the chariot. It does not feel great, Rude. Yeah, it no, feels like okay, there's something yeah. inside you trying to tear its way out of your soul. And you can hear voices swarming you. Make them pay. Make them pay. Yeah, Rune's eye instantly goes black all the way. Their scalaires just get eaten up by this inky dark blood as they begin to cry out of one side of their face and they sink their long knives in. And I think they use their legs to kind of prop themselves up off of her body, almost perpendicular to it. Like their feet are on her torso and they bring one of their long knives out of her body using the other one still resting in her collarbone as leverage to keep themselves on her. And they're going for her face this time. Mmm, you're just like chiseling away at her. She's huge. And you bam, 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 you pound your knives against the chrome-plated flesh of her cheek, against her lips, her nose, right? The hollows of her cheekbones. And they do slide in each time, like punch, punch, punch. And these like thick gouts of obsidian black blood stream from her face. But she's not dead. You're injuring her, you're maiming her, but she's not dying, right? She's letting out a... Oh, you little! As you punch, 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 as these ghosts continue to try to tear themselves at your back. And then you feel her fingers grab you. Like they, they rip you off of her face, right? So now you're in her hand. She like, like tears you off like you're a feral little animal that's like latched onto her body. She tears you off uh, as she like holds you really tight and you can feel your ribs constricting right as you're like punching against being squeezed by her. She holds you in front of her bleeding face. You, what is that that bleeds out of you? Home? How? How do you have home inside you? Answer me! She squeezes you a little harder as the ghosts continue to try to tear themselves out of you. Mark another strain. Ah! Okay. You're at four. Yeah. I don't think that Rune can form words right now. I think that it is not possible for them to do so. And they just roar in her grasp, wreathing and feeling these ghosts pulling at them from the inside, using their body as a portal. Yeah, as a portal through the inside of their head. And they are like stabbing down into her hand, into her fingers, trying to get her off of them. She doesn't, right? Even as her fingers bleed, even as she snarls with each jab, she is like intensely focused on holding you. I was in search of a glorious quarry, a hunt that would go on forever. Every god, every mortal, every monster I have hunted, I have caught up to, I am devoured. And every devouring fills me with power. Oh, but still I yearn, still I hunger, still I lust for the perfect chase with the perfect prey that never ends. And I thought that would be you. But looking at you now, god killer, you are neither man nor deity, neither mortal nor divine. You are something in between. 
the chase that I have in the cradle can only sustain me for so long it was not like this. Home. But if I were to go home and her other hand swoops up and starts to like approach you and you see like her index finger extend and then sharpen like the chrome extends to like a sharp bladed point as she approaches your body with it the intention to rip you apart in bullet time like it's like time slows down as you see this massive point come down at you like an executioner's axe and then you hear that voice that dark massive shark-like voice rise up, penetrating the howling shrieks of the angry ghosts around you as the devil whispers in your mind, Oh, Rune, 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 have you already forgotten what you need to know to kill a god? You can't just stab her with your knives. It's not going to work like it did against Athamos. Every one of us has a different, fatal flaw. You found mine because I showed it to you, darling. Now find hers. And I think with that, the tips of Rune's fingers ignite fire. She bleeds diesel fuel. <gasps> and I would like to wield a power. Okay. The devil's power, right? Hellfire? Yes. Okay. So when you wield a power to do something only a god can, roll 2d6. Add one for each true statement. So what are you? You're trying to ignite her, right? You're trying to ignite her blood with hellfire? Yeah. Okay. So add one for each true statement. You've done this specific act before perfectly? I don't think so. No. Are you desperate for this to work? You can mark one strain. You would hit five. We would resolve this first, but then you would also hit five. Yes, I am desperate for this to work and I will mark that fifth strain. <gasps> okay, so it's at least a plus one. You're close to the shrine, lair, or domain of the god he took this power from. Yeah, because it's inside your head. Okay. So you're always going to have a plus one if you use Hellfire at bare minimum. Roll 2d6. All right. Uh-oh. Five. <gasps> on a miss, your power sputters and your enemies seize on your weakness. Suffer two strain instead to achieve the full effect before they can react. Here's the bargain I will give you. I will let you achieve the full effect. I will let you get that hit, right? As the move says, if you auto miss on your mark, your fifth strain, if you agree to auto miss on that. Oh, hold on. I have to go see what that does. When you suffer your fifth strain, choose whether you succumb or persevere. If you succumb to the strain of your existence, you die, basically. Describe how divinity explodes from you as you die, altering the cradle forever. Or if you choose to persevere, you would roll 2d6, but I'm asking you to take that auto miss. It's a six minus, you fall unconscious. You would clear one strain, but I would describe the desperate scene you find yourself in when you wake. Oh, I'm, I, I'm so into that. You're fine with that? I'm so into that. Okay, all right. So this is going to work fully. Tell me what it looks like as Hellfire explodes out of you. It starts at the tips of Rune's fingers, clasped against the edges of their long knives that are currently resting in her collarbones again. And from there, it sparks immediately. And there is an explosion as both Rune and the chariot go up like a lit match. They explode into fire and flame. And even the raindrops around them 
also explode into flame. So it just like crawls upward into the sky, into the clouds, and the clouds explode in fire and flame. Oh, yeah, that's badass as hell, yes. It's like chain fire that just, like a huge eruption of flame just licks all the way up to the heavens, right? Like an oil fire that just, bam, it explodes. It cannot be controlled. Rune, the chariot screams. I don't think you've ever heard a god scream before. Athamos never got the chance to, and the devil had died with a smirk on his lips. But the chariot screams as you burn her from the inside out. She lets out a And it sounds horrifying. If gods can wreak a degree of violence and magic and power beyond mortal comprehension, then it stands to reason they can experience pain to a level mortals cannot. And she lets out this like roaring wail of agony as her fingers loosen against you. And I need you to tell me right now, do you kill her or do you spare her? Let me add a little bit more information before you make a decision. As she's screaming, you hear words come out. She's like screaming between sentences, gasping for air, gasping for some kind of salvation, for some kind of break in the suffering. She's saying, home. I just want to go home. No, no, please, you. What do you do? Rune kills her. And the last thing that they say before they fall unconscious is, then let me take you home. Okay, Rune, I need you to roll to kill a god. God Killer First Blood is performed by Connie Chong and C. Thomas. Follow Connie on Twitter and TikTok at ByConnieChong and C on Twitter at CPlaysRPG. To play your very own campaign of Godkiller and support our show, pre-order Godkiller First Blood Edition on itch.io today. Transplaner RPG is made possible by your Patreon contributions and sponsors who believe in our mission to tell great stories and lift up our community. Sponsors like ExplainTrade.com. ExplainTrade is a negotiation skills consultancy whose director, Dimitri Opines on Twitter, has asked us to say, and I quote, Please sign up for Transplaner's Patreon because at some point people will figure out he's a cisgender white guy giving all his money to trans and queer art and then he'll be too broke to sponsor us. We love you, Dimitri, and heed his words. Sign up for our Patreon today at patreon.com slash transplanerrpg. First Blood is also sponsored by Start Playing Games, the largest online platform for players to find tabletop role-playing campaigns of your very own. Join a table that fits your schedule today at startplaying.games. We are also sponsored by Magpie Games, the independent TTRPG publisher behind such incredible works as Masks A New Generation, Avatar Legends, Urban Shadows, Bluebeard's Bride, and much, much more. Check out their amazing selection of Powered by the Apocalypse games at magpiegames.com. Finally, we're proud to be sponsored by Roll. Roll is an online RPG platform that serves as a video-first alternative to complex virtual tabletops. Build, modify, and play your very own games of Godkiller on Roll today at playroll.com. 